Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Grab into your tree stand and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning, Radio Land. Wet Radio Land. Again. Again. I am so tired. You, you fishermen must be happy. Why? Because it's raining. Water. Water's flowing. Flowing water is good. Yes, in small amounts, but with the amounts we've gotten recently, have you seen the river lately? Um, they they have the uh, doors cracked on the <laughs> dam, and they're flowing quite a bit of water through there. Yeah, good Lord. I don't know. I, I know you shouldn't. I know, what? How many years ago was it we were complaining about a drought? Uh, three years ago. Yeah. We're not in a drought. New. No. New. No. I mean, when I when I take my dog out, I understand. I'm, I'm not a small guy. I understand. I sink in the in the in the ground a little when it's really soggy. Mm-hmm. But when my dog buries up to his belly, there's a problem. There's too much water on the on the world. Yeah, in the ground. And by let, taking him outside, he's just raising the water table. I, mean. I understand. Yeah. It's, wow. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. But. Can we do anything about the weather? Nope. But complain? Mm, no. Okay. I'm wanting I'm wanting the cold weather to come back. Yeah, it's it is. It, you're right. And and to me, at least in the office I work in, it's it's funny. If it's cold, I'm sorry. If it's rainy and in the fifties, they cannot get um the um, the heat. Right. Okay. So you freeze to death. Now, I mean, I'm I'm literally sitting in my office with my jacket on. <laughs> they just can't they can't regulate it. Must be nice. My wife tells me ours is a we we have a state of the art building to where the temperature is controlled on the other side of campus. <laughs> yeah, which may, if you follow the state logic there, <laughs> I'm on the end of a register as far as the air conditioning and heating goes. My office. On average, and I've got a little thermometer in there that does 24-hour measurements. On average, my office is averaging 70 to 74, depending on the day. My wife's office, in this state-of-the-art building, on the other same floor, just different wing, her office is averaging anywhere between 66 and 68. Two-degree temperature there, four-degree temperature in my office, Mm -hmm. and you go down the hallway into one of my colleagues' offices, and it feels significantly better than mine because mine's a sauna. So, Gotcha. Eh, oh, well. This is why people get sick. It gets warm, it gets cold. It's oh, hot, it gets cold. It's hot, it gets cold. All right, so should we just should we just wade into it like John Wayne? <laughs> Probably best if we do. All right. You are have brought in a can of corn for some reason. Yes, I brought this special. And I will hold it up to the Facebook Live. You can see. Uh, that would be a can of corn with a international symbol of no. Right? Right. Why is there a can of corn 
You're not a baseball player. Nope. So it's not a can of corn that way. Why is there an international can of corn or a can of corn with an international no sign? Because I am a bug slinger. A bug slinger. Not a vegetable dunker. A vegetable dunker. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So. So th- is this, this is my this is my this is one of my many protests towards the stocking of Lake Junior. Now, uh, as as you have heard for years on the show, uh, Tony Sanders is very fond of the urban trout stocking program that TWRA does. I think it gives youth. Or, or to, I, I picked up in at, at an office Christmas party uh-huh. with my cousin Vinny. It gives Utes a chance. What is a Ute? A Ute is a Ute. Oh. All right. It gives Utes a chance to pick up a fishing rod, go to a body of water, and catch a fish. Because we put fish in there that are hungry and want to be caught and eaten. Okay. How does that prevent them from doing it any other time of the year in any other body of water? Well, it uh, prevents them this way. Not everybody is as fortunate as you and have a really nice vehicle that will allow them to travel to trout streams in the area. Okay, now now we're dealing with trout. Which is what we're stocking. Right, okay. Which is what you've always complained about. Right. Put the trout somewhere where fishermen can catch them, and that's what we're doing. I'm saying put the trout where fishermen can catch them and they have the opportunity to get bigger year by year and grow if they're not caught and then you get these trophy trout. Gotcha. Now, no. you put them in you put them in Lake Junior? Yeah. If they don't get caught, the water will get too warm, they'll die. They'll die. Okay. So they, they sink to the bottom and they come become food for whatever doesn't die in that thing. Right. And I'm not sure what all's in that thing. Um I have Nessie or whatever it's called. Yeah, the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, it's in there. Okay, I'm pretty sure. I would not be surprised. I'll be honest. I would not be surprised. So, I am for the stocking because I want to see a Ute pick up a rod with minimal inconvenience and catch a fish, a trout, a fish. They choose to truck stock trout because it's cold right. in January and February when they stock them. Right. Trout do better in that. Right. And, and, and generous people like you that buy trout stamps or a sportsman's license mm-hmm. provide the money to allow us to do this. Correct. Okay. Okay. And they have to have license, too. What license do they have to have? Do they have to have a trout stamp? Fishing license and a trout stamp. Okay. So they have to have a sportsman's license. Or a fishing license and a trout stamp, mm-hmm. uh, or a lifetime license. Any of the any of mm-hmm. the sportsmen's, I'm uh, sorry, any of the fishing, anything that covers fishing with trout. So you got to have a regular thirty something dollar license plus hunt, a trout stamp, hunt fish combo, or one of the one of the the deals, specialty licenses. Yeah. yeah. So that's all. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Ute, mm-hmm. do you have to? Have, what do you have to have there? You don't have to have a fishing license until you're, is it 13? 13, I believe. Okay. Um, no trout stamp needed. No trout. Because you don't need a license. Right. So we've removed a great hurdle. Correct. And what happens is, is a kid goes out, catches a couple of trout mm-hmm. using 
bait. Mm-hmm. And now they're now they're enjoying the concept. Okay. Of fishing. Okay. Now they buy a license, and we're the same people we see below the dam fishing, fishing in the river park, fishing over on the lakeside. They buy a boat. Maybe they maybe God forbid they become a a, a fly fishing snob, go to one some place and buy a fly rod like Sportsman's Warehouse and that get a, a nice TFO, mm-hmm. and then they're in your waters fishing. Isn't that what we want? That's what you want. I don't want them in my waters. I want my waters. I don't like people in my water. Then your license cost is going to go up a little. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> so Can that's I? the whole purpose behind it. And I say all of this uh-huh. to say because your buddies mm-hmm. at yeah. Trout Unlimited. Yeah, this went way too far, way too so fast. So last week, you were asleep somewhere. So last week, I make this comment that Rob and I are going to go fishing on January 5th. The Saturday after they stock Lake Junior, all right, um, which is why I have the can of corn in here with the international no symbol on it. Now, did you bring me a bug? Yes, hang on. I mean a fly. I, yes, I'll get that while oh. you talk. All right, so we're 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 going to go trout fishing on January fifth. We we kind of made the deal out of it. Well, lo and behold, a buddy of mine in Robs was listening. I call that fly the Colonel. I'll check this out. Get it? The colonel. So Rob has tied up a specific fly for Lake Junior that is a... Um, corn imitation. A corn imitation. <laughs> Little eyes, the whole bit. That's a big kernel of corn. Nah, not really. So so there you go, guys. You can see it on Facebook Live. If you're listening on the radio, you can go check it out later. But I have a fly now. That looks appears to be a floating fly, even. Yeah, I'm gonna have to sink it. So, so we got a floating fly currently. We're gonna make it a sinkable fly that I can use to cast a fly rod to a trout in Lake Junior, mm-hmm. which looks like a a kernel of corn. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, you're embracing this, but anyway. Yeah. So his buddies at at TU pick up on this comment I'm making last week about us fishing on January 5th at Lake Junior. And I get this message Sunday afternoon. I hate you. And and I'm like, this is my, my co-host, my buddy. Just send me a message that says he hates me. And and what happened is, is TU has embraced this concept of getting people out to fish. So the 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 gang at Trout Unlimited are going to put together an event at Lake Junior shortly after the stocking of Lake Junior to catch trout. I mean, they're going to get everybody out and have it's It's just a great thing. This happening. thing has snowballed way out of my control. This <clears throat> thing has just snowballed. Uh, the We had a committee meeting about it that was called. Uh, three of us were in attendance. And you're in charge. And I'm in charge. Somehow I have no earthly idea how this happened. The committee <laughs> met on Thursday. And uh, we're going to have, it's probably, we've decided we're going to probably do it after the second stocking in okay. February. In February, all right. Uh, the weather's a little better, and we're going to set up tents. We're going to have uh, information about Trout Unlimited. We will have some drinks out there, uh, definitely water. Possibly we may be giving some hot chocolate out. Uh, there may be some prizes, giveaways, stuff like that. So, And, and I've got a number of fishing rods that I'm going to give to 
the first number of kids, ever how many rods I got? Yeah. Uh, eight or nine or ten, whatever. Number of kids that come out, uh, whatever I've got, I'm going to give them a fishing rod. And we're going to put a can of corn on it and a bobber, and we're going to throw it out there for them and let them catch fish. So we'll see. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Lord. Lake Junior and Rob Pratula. You don't think I'm going to get pictures of <laughs> Rob at Lake Junior? Oh, my gosh. It will be forever, you know, immortalized in infamy. Mm-hmm. Rob, the snowballed so quickly, and and when he and when he when he catches that first fish on the fly rod using his little his little corn imitation, oh my gosh! Uh, videotape, YouTube, here we come. This went south so fast. I'm telling you, <laughs> I think it's kind of great. Well, uh, I was looking over the stocking schedule. Um, most of the areas, uh, the there's the urban stocking schedule, and mm-hmm. a lot of them stock in areas uh, up in Nashville. They stock the Stones River mm-hmm. uh, near Mill Creek, I believe it is, mm-hmm. and uh, they stock certain other streams in our area mm-hmm. uh, for the winter time. Right there again, they're not true trout streams, but they're not the um, and we have true trout streams here that are stocked. Correct. That have carryover fish. Correct. Correct. Lake Junior is not one of them, but no. this is something they've been doing for several years. Yep. I've embraced it as you haven't until now. Yes, I have now embraced it. Oh, joy. Oh, rapture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the TU thing. I really am. I'm, uh, I know we play it up, but yeah, I am excited about that. So, All right. With that said, I think I better go pay a bill. And try to regain my composure laughing at Rob. Yeah, Lord. Hey, you want to be part of the show? It's real simple. Pick up the phone and call 423-267-1023-267-1023. We'll be right back. Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Babies has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Babies has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Babies. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Babies can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Babies for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Babies Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you on this rainy 
Saturday morning. A good point on the trout stocking Tony. Kids get bored quick if fish aren't biting. Lake Junior is a great tool to get kids involved in fishing. Keep up the good work. Mm-hmm. And you're now part of that good work. Yay. Let's go to the phones. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Hey, all right. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I got a little comment, and you guys take this any way you want about the youth fishing. Uh-huh. Well, I have a grandson. He's 12 years old, and when he is around 7 or 8, you know, I got him involved in fishing and hunting and outdoor stuff. Well, as he got a little older, just last uh, Thanksgiving break, you know, he's 12 now. Hey, son, you want to go out fishing? No. You want to go out hunting with me? No. Hey, you want to shoot some cans? No. You want to go walk around? No. What do you want to do? I'm going to stay inside and play on a computer. Oh, Lord. He's married to these electronic devices, and I can't get him out of the house. And, I, you know, I'm glad I... Bob, you still there? Uh, we lost Bob. Hey, Bob, call back, uh, 267-1023. Uh, whatever reason, your signal just went away. Uh, but uh, we can talk about that. And he, he brings up a good point. Um, yeah. and, and you can't just turn off their stuff. You know, my grandson's eight, and, and, I, and I use a, uh, a system at the house that I can control the amount of time he is on uh, the Internet. Right. And, and it just shuts down, and, and it's off, and... Yeah, parental control regulation and, thing. And I tell him, well, sorry, dude, uh, tomorrow it comes back out, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so trying to teach him, here's Bob, let's get him back. Hey, Bob, sorry about that. I don't know where you went. No, I'm out here on the fringe of Highway 58 in Georgetown heading to work. So oh, okay. okay. Uh, uh, I don't know where I dropped out at, but I just can't get him away from that computer. And it's not my fault. I think it's his parents' fault. Or, uh, you know, it, it's an electronic babysitter. You're right, Good point. And and I, I, we were just saying when you were calling back in, uh, and I think we've done the same thing with my grandson. And so what I've started doing is limiting the amount of time that he has on the iPad um, to just a couple hours a day. And when it goes off, it's off, and it's like, okay, you got to do something else now. Uh, but that's <laughs> and, Go ahead. And, and and but that's one of the things um, I think that uh, hopefully. He'll come back to it. But that's one of the things that's facing us in the industry of hunting and fishing is losing the youth to that. Uh, like you, you're, you're his grandfather, so you're doing whatever you can do, but he doesn't live with you. And he's not, you know, you don't have him all the time. So you've got that next generation below you that may or may not be involved. And that's what we're seeing is, you know, when, when we were young, our parents took us out to the, the woods uh, we didn't have all the electronic distractions that they have now, uh, and and I see adults getting distracted by this crap too. My mom told me on several occasions, "Would you go outside? Get and out of the house, house. Yeah. exactly." Dinner's at six. I expect you back when six. When you hear me call, come back. Or when, okay. When the street light came on, you better be home. Exactly. You better be home. Exactly. So and, and you know, I got I got a, a, a you know he has an ally in the back corner, Grandma. You know. Al, he's big enough. He can do what he wants to do. Oh, okay. So I feel like I'm losing touch with him. Yeah. Because the iPad, you know. So, anyways, I don't want. I know it's getting towards the bottom of the hour, but uh, I just wonder if anybody else have else have this problem with the grandson or children. You know. I think a and, lot of people uh, yeah. do. Yeah, I think you're not alone, Bob. And and I was looking at the stats. Twenty five minutes. Yeah, 
I was looking at the stats, Bob, that uh, uh, how many people hunted and fished 12 years ago when I started the show versus how many hunt and fish now, and it's about half. Right. It's about half. I remember when you started the show. Yeah. So it's um, it's it's something that we are, are actively working, trying to do uh, to get youth back involved. And, uh, and, and one of the things, and I've always said this, it's we got to get the adults involved too because there's a whole generation that is not as involved as we were. So that exactly. uh, our grand our, our grandchildren's parents, we've got to get them involved as well. Yep. All right, guys, keep up good work. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. All right, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas, sir. And I think that's a good point. I mean, and I think and what he said, he is not the only one out there pro- with that problem. Oh gosh, no. Because I mean, I know at Thanksgiving, my two nephews, um, they're one's early teens, the others, I think, almost up to teen. The, right after Thanksgiving, they said, "Can we be excused?" They left, and I mean, their heads were in their their phones or their iPads, and we. Have, this is the the kids that you took fishing every chance they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. That's it. That, that's and that's sad. Also, my niece, I remember having her, we had her over one uh, New Year's. She was uh, late teens, like 17, 18, and the whole weekend, she, we would, we'd say, hey, what movie do you want to watch? So we'd pick, a, pick out a movie she wanted to watch, and she'd be looking at her phone the whole time. I'd pause the movie, and she wouldn't even realize it. Yeah. I mean, just oblivious. Yeah. And I think that that's part of the issue is that, that it's that culture, and the kids are getting it partially in school because a lot of their schoolwork is required for computer use and stuff like that. But I think, like you said, there needs to be some sort of governor or some sort of limit on it to say, hey, you need to come socialize or you need to go outside or you need to do something because we are losing that generation to the outdoors. Absolutely. So uh, that's why I'm I'm a big proponent of the Lake Junior. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to turn. Right. Taylor, I'm on turning. I'm on turning. All right, Mister Commissioner, answer me this: Why don't we stock? I know it's. I know there. I, I'm probably wading into a very bad situation when probably. I say this. Probably. I know it's TVA land. TVA controls the lake. They allow TWA to stock it during certain months, but the rest of the year, from from January to April, it's open only on Saturdays and Sundays. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's closed the rest of the year, and mm-hmm. it's closed during the week. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't we use that resource more um, with stocking it with warm water species year-round and make it a handicapped or uh, child-friendly fishing area? I would love to. I really would. But, again, we're dealing with two it's, agencies. It's, it's yeah. TVA land, and, and TVA shut in. When I was a kid, Lake Junior was open year-round. Okay. It was a picnic area for families. Mm-hmm. When it snowed in Chattanooga, most of Chattanooga came to that big hill at Lake Junior to go sledding. Okay. I mean, starting when I was six months old, my dad took me to Lake Junior <laughs> to go sledding. Okay. My mom was pissed, but that, <laughs> you know, dad. will be all right. Dad being a dad, you know, that's what we did. Rub some snow on uh, so, so we did that. Uh, it was closed by TVA due to a lot of nefarious activity. Ooh, very good choice of words. Um that that started occurring there after hours. Um, they first started closing, locking it at sundown or whatever, and then it just got to the point where they said, "No, we're not going to open it up anymore." 
because of all the stuff that was going on there. And you can ask somebody what all was going on. I mean, I'm not going to get into that on the air. Um, but there was a lot of uh, a lot of groups, a lot of stereotypical groups, whatever you want to call it, that there was just a lot of criminal activity going on and a lot of other activity going on there that they just, TVA said, you know, we're done. And they shut it down. And and I don't know if, if we, TWRA, went to them uh, with this urban stocking when we started doing that, what, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, or maybe longer, I don't even know, and said, hey, we would like to open it up and, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll help with whatever we're doing. But anyway, um, and that's, that's kind of how it all came about. Okay. So let's go to Beaverman. Hey, Beaverman. Good morning, Commissioner. Good morning. Fly snob, Rob. What's up? <laughs> I um, I am totally on board with you, sir, uh, Rob, about this. I think it's great that um, we have a facility to get the kids out there. I've taken my grandkids out, and I've got great pictures and great memories of them, you know, catching fish and slip sliding around in the mud and <laughs> yep. just going home completely filthy <laughs> and covered and and just having a great time and. So I was talking to two of the grandkids last night about, hey, they're going to be stocking Lake Junior next month. We need to go. Oh, can we go now? Well, no, we can't go now, but we can go later after they've stocked it. And uh, so they're pumped. And yeah. I think it is a great resource to get more kids involved. And I um, will be there with bells on when you have your um, big shindig. Good. The tents and um, have contacted my friend out at the Acropolis, Nick, and um, who his three boys are some of my best fishing buddies. Awesome. And um, <clears throat> we'll, uh, we'll all be there. You know, TWRA did some youth fishing events towards the end of the season because the season ends, what, in April? Is that right? Yes. End of April, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, like June. Uh, yes. So I know that there's been several times that um, uh, TWRA officers would come out there and do a kids fishing event as well. Once it warmed up, like in Marchish. Uh, so I and I don't I don't know when the last time they did that, but that was always a pretty cool thing to watch too. Well, and the, it I have heard I will not name names or give any times or events, but um, there are some uh, very large bass in there. That uh, as the w- weather warms up, we'll take we'll go to a um, big streamer in the rainbow trout pattern, <clears throat> and um, I know some people that have been in there and fished that. And huh. So not only are we enticing kids, but you're you're you are feeding largemouth bass. I like this idea. And um, the uh, so it's you know I think it's great. And it's awesome. And um, the uh, the corn fly, I think, is is really cool. <laughs> Good idea. You need to put some beads on it or something. And yeah, I need to I need to just wrap the whole thing in lead and put a bead head on each end. But <laughs> heaven forbid that hits you in the head while it's flying by. It, it would be like getting hit in the head with a twenty two. <laughs> yeah, what wouldn't be fun? No. Um, but no, I think I think it's really cool. I think it's great. And. Um, I, uh, now, so are you guys off next week? No. Uh, no. Why? What have you heard? Yeah, have we, have <laughs> we been terminated and don't know it? <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just curious, just curious, or uh, 
planning the uh, Lewis and Clark trip to Oklahoma the day after Christmas. Right. Sweet. No, we uh, we should be here next Saturday. Mm-hmm. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Well, what about and then the Saturday after that? Yes, sir. After Christmas, so you don't take days off anymore. No, no, man, we just love it too much. I think the only time we've taken off was was when uh, Christmas was actually on Saturday. Yes, I did right. refuse to come in then. Okay. Well, no, cool. I think cool. I think in in almost thirteen years, uh, Beaver Man, we have done two or three recorded shows in thirteen years. I can think it's, of two, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, it's not it's not very often that we're not live. You guys are dedicated to your craft. We are. We are, man. We are. We are the consummate professionals. That is awesome. And um, no, so yeah, the uh, well, uh, I'll call in from Oklahoma and give you a report. I absolutely Sweet. look forward to it. So, uh, all right, man. I got to go pay a bill. All right, gentlemen, you know uh, that you've been you. in here. You understand this 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 clock. We got you. All right, man. All right, see you. Thanks. All right, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders outdoors. If you want to be part of the show, 423-267-1023, shout out to our buddy Chris Richardson from TWRA, assistant director, is headed crane hunting today, so he is driving through the area and listening. So, I, I've got to be careful. The lawyer's listening, so i got to be careful. Oh, okay. You do. I don't. <laughs> we'll be right back. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. All right, now, Taylor, I said some Christmas music. Not every song has to be Christmas music. He's gone a little overboard. Yeah, he is. He's in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, it must. It must be the. It must be all the sugar from I what was, I fed him this morning. I was crescendoing till next week. Next week could be all Christmas. I'm fine with that, but not yet. Not yet. I'm not there. He's all pumped up with the Rice Krispies. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what it is. All right. You were giving me a hard time off the air about. Uh, my, yeah, I, I believe uh, somebody who works for the TWRA, mm-hmm, uh, yeah. the. The attorney who is a state employee and mm-hmm. works with TWA, mm-hmm. he got drawn for cranes. Mm-hmm. And he's coming to your backyard. Mm-hmm. And he's going crane hunting. 
I would like to know, Tony. my buddies at H&H. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I feel left out. <laughs> left out bad. Okay. Just checking. Just uh, checking. When are you going crane hunting? Uh, 21st. With my buddies at H&H? Yes. I'm going to see what happens there. And Can I go definitely. with a camera? Since I don't have the I, ability to carry a gun? I, I don't know. I think we got a full blind because uh, it's going to be me, uh, Tom, um, a couple other people, too. Sounds like all my friends. Yeah. Um, Chris Wilmore. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A few others. You know, I said it before, you, and I'll say it again. You, <laughs> the commissioner of the crane zone mm-hmm. doesn't get drawn. Mm-mm. The chairman of the TWRA commission does not get drawn. Mm-mm. A lot of other people don't get drawn. I don't think that's fair. And a bug slinger gets drawn. And a bug slinger like you gets drawn. Yeah. All right. Hey, I got no problem with it. So, yes, my friend uh, from Nashville is coming to hunt in my backyard today, and that's okay. I wish him well. Although I will be using the word bug slinger a lot because Tom hunts quite a bit, and Chris, big hunter, you know, they they go out and do a lot of hunting. If it's fall, I'm pretty much still fishing, mm-hmm. and I'll go out hunting, you know, couple times a year so i'm hoping that my shot placement will be okay and not uh see here's the problem though uh and this is this is what i'm hoping chris gets into today um this isn't unlike anything we've done now you have successfully harvested crane cranes every year except for the year you didn't get drawn right yeah but you got drawn in the you got drawn in the electronic yeah i got yeah. one i didn't get that one either Mine was one and done. I know. I understand that. I don't even have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I can only live vicariously through you guys this year. Okay. Or through a camera. So, <laughs> have I complained enough yet? Have I whined enough? Nah. <laughs> okay. I just find it ironic is the... It, it, yeah. I'm not sure ironic's the word I want to use, but that's okay. Okay. So, um, you have done this past shooting... It's like dove shooting for big birds. Correct. All right. That's a very good analogy. Yes. So that's what we have done. And it's been a lot of fun. Okay. Well, when you're in a blind, like Chris is going to be in this morning, and you pull the blind back, and you have to duck so you don't get hit by the birds coming over the blind, it's kind of cool. So you're saying if I run out of shells, I can just swing my shotgun and might knock one out of the sky. That's exactly. Okay, that's frightening. It is It is the craziest thing. There's nothing, I, and I've been in duck blinds, and I love it. It's so much fun. But when, 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 when you're in a blind like this out in the field, uh, and the birds, you know, they lock their wings about five or 600 yards away from you because they're so stinking big. Right? Yeah. And they're coming in. It looks like a 747. Now, the last year that we, I mean, the last hunt I did with H&H, when we could legally shoot, the, um, we had six birds in our decoys, on the ground in the decoys. And we had a sky full of them. I mean, we limited out in 35 minutes, including putting up the blind. (laughs) I'm telling you, it was a who. Well, it was like the, it was like I tell the story all the time to my friends. Of the year you had your knee surgery, and you know we're walking out there. 
I'm carrying a chair, your bag, my bag, extra stuff. I've got my hands full. I've got, uh, you know, I'm h- h- lugging a chair. And I appreciate it. And you were kind of, wa- I'm, and I, I don't want to use the term lightly, you were kind of slow moseying. Yeah. It wasn't a walk, really. It was kind of a mosey. Well, I mean, what was it? That was January, was that January 1st? Yeah. Or, or December 31st? I think, it was, I think it was December 31st. Okay, so I had been, I was less than... 60 days out of double knee replacement. Right. <laughs> but yeah. I was going hunting, by God. Yeah. <laughs> we're walking out to where we're going. I'm a few steps in front of you, and I hear, boom, boom, heads up. I look up, and this this crane just falls like right in front of me, and just boom. Sound like a bag of wet cement hitting. There's two cranes down. Tony's just sitting back there smiling, just smiling. I'm, he, then he kind of leans over you want to grab those, too? We'll, we'll just bring them out to where we're hunting. Sure, why not? I don't have my hands full or anything. I'm just your Sherpa. That was, that was hilarious. It, that was, was, that, it was. See, these are stories that are going to go in a book someday. That oh, we're gonna good write. Lord. Between the hunting stories and the... And the, the fishing... The, radi- the radio. <laughs> oh, God. Don't yeah. get me going on that. So, All right. Well, <laughs> last break of the hour. Really? We hadn't even hit show prep yet. I know. Uh, now, hey, for Ranger Dodd, uh, yeah. we cannot give you the harvest report this this uh, morning, Ranger Dodd. The uh, the TWRA website was down with the harvest information for some reason. Still down this morning, right? Still Did down, and right. I have contacted them and let them know, and they have already responded, and they will be addressing it on Monday. I do apologize, Ranger Dodd. So we will give you double week info next week. How's that? Hopefully. All right. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Hicks and Pike. Don has steaks such as T-Bone, Porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Welcome back. Wrapping it up this first hour on Tony Sanders Outdoors. This uh, crane hunting Saturday. The cranes are coming in. Uh, I saw where HH got some limits this week. Cool. Um, so uh, our buddy Corky up there, who's near the the uh, Hawassi Refuge, says he's seeing a lot more. He said they're a lot more difficult to pattern this year, though. They're they're odd birds to begin with, and I know that's a that's a play on words but they are odd birds they are uh so uh, good luck to those who got drawn mm-hmm. that would be me all right uh what do we got uh got to i'm gonna go back to water we talk we're talking woods and water i'm okay. gonna go back to water here we'll do we'll do woods in uh, uh in the next hour how's that yeah uh, there's a lot there's a lot to discuss on the hunting side of the world right uh 
Earlier, uh, two WRA officers were dispatched to the call of a person in the water in the Clinch River near Clinton, Tennessee. Two men were kayaking below the Highway 61 bridge and got caught in an eddy near the bluffs at Hines Creek. One of their kayaks capsized. He was not wearing a personal flotation device at the time, but grabbed one that he did have with him, the inflatable type. Good. Which didn't inflate. Bad. Yeah. His buddy uh, ended up throwing him a life jacket. He's safe. He's sound. Uh, He was cold, wet, but otherwise uninjured. Did the uninflatable one float? Nope, because it did not have a CO2 cartridge in it. Now, I'm not the smartest gun in the room. Mm Mm-mm. You may have to agree with that so quick. Sorry. <laughs> Since there's two of us here. Just saying. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that threw me off my game there. Sorry. Uh, but you gotta have a you got to have a CO2 cartridge in there for it to work. Right. Now, there's a lot of debate how well they work in the wintertime anyway. And I think they work better than not having one on. Correct. So You can self-inflate those, assuming you're wearing it. He grabbed it. Right. He wasn't wearing it. and You know, that'd be a sick feeling, holding on to that thing, pulling the the the, the red handle after it didn't inflate when you drug it, drug it into the water. Right. Pulling the red handle when it does nothing, that would be a, that would be a sick feeling, especially in the clinch this time of the year. Exactly. Uh, so check your, if you wear an inflatable, check your CO2 cartridges and make sure they, they do have an expiration date. Make sure to replace it properly and follow the manufacturer's instructions. Also, uh, this happened uh, yesterday, I believe it was, Dandridge, Tennessee. The body of a fisherman has been recovered at Douglas Lake at the Dandridge Access Area in Jefferson County. TWA received a call approximately 1.30 yesterday afternoon that a boat was adrift and a fisherman was missing near the ramp. Indications were at this time the victim was either launching or retrieving his boat as he backed his truck down the ramp. Uh, TWA investigators located the body in about 80 feet of water. Uh, 10 feet, I'm sorry, 80 feet from the shoreline in 10 feet of water, uh, used, and they used a remote operating vehicle to find the body. Uh, the identum, the, uh, victim's identity has not been released, no, uh, and they still have not notified the next again. Yeah, we've got a couple of those, uh, uh, ROVs. We bought one last year. They're not cheap. No. And they use them for a lot of things, but that's unfortunately one of the things. I don't know. They, uh, I can't remember if it was in the, the actual meeting or if uh, Matt Majors, who is over the um, accident investigation group for TWRA, uh, if he gave me the number. But it's it's amazing how many bodies they've been able to find and bring closure to families using those ROVs. And, and like I said, they're not cheap. Uh, they're several hundred thousand dollars. They're great tools. They are. And, and they're used for a lot of things. Right. Unfortunately, they had to be used for yeah. body location in this one. So. So, um, wear your life jackets. Wear folks. your life jackets, folks. Uh, I remember Eric Mahler, who was who's now passed away. Uh, he was on the show several years ago, and he had been off the front of his boat several times, and and it happened to him mainly in uh, the winter time mm. uh, when the water would be down. He'd be trolling around, trolling motor would stop, boat would stop, and he would keep going from just momentum. So, be careful out there. Going into a uh, a cold body of water is never a good thing. We're going to go pay some bills, give you some news at the top of the hour. When we come back, we're going to switch to some hunting stuff. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. 
Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Wrap into your tree stand and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Having a good time on this Saturday morning. Fishing's done. Moving to the woods. For some of you, yeah. Yeah, okay. Hey, I don't know how many people saw it. Uh, came out last night about nine o'clock. Uh, TWRA put out a um, press release, and uh, we're just going to walk right into it. There's nothing else really to do. Uh, TWRA is enacting the Chronic Wasting Disease Response Plan (CWD) following a preliminary positive detection of CWD in white-tailed deer in Hardeman and Fayette counties. The response plan involves a coordinated effort between TWRA. Tennessee Department of Agriculture, and other partners. Seven deer in Fayette County and three deer in Hardeman County have preliminarily tested positive for CWD. Additional samples are being tested, and TWRA is actively trying to contact the hunters who harvested the deer. Once the arrangements are made, TWRA will be encouraging hunters harvesting deer in these areas to submit their deer for testing, says Chuck Yost, TWRA CWD coordinator. Hunters are the biggest ally in managing chronic waste disease in Tennessee if it is confirmed here. Keyword, if it is confirmed here, uh, said Dr. Dan Grove, Wildlife Veterinarian, University of Tennessee Extension. Besides submitting deer from the to-be-defined CWD zone, the most important thing everyone needs to do is follow the regulations for moving harvested deer. Although CWD is, has no known risk of health of humans, or livestock, it is contagious and deadly neurological disorder that affects members of the deer family. It is transmitted through animal-to-animal contact, animal contact with contaminated environment, and with contaminated feed or water sources. It is most significant threat to the deer population nationwide as it is 100% fatal to deer and elk. Wildlife agencies across the country are working to inform the public about CWD its deadly results and possible impacts to economies. Currently, 25 states and three Canadian provinces have documented CWD. Last week, Mississippi announced a preliminary CWD-positive hunter-harvested deer 
in Marshall County, which became the closest to Tennessee in the fourth overall this year in Mississippi. Others confirmed cases have previously been made in border states of Arkansas, Missouri, and Virginia. For more information, go to uh, about CWD, including servant import restrictions and videos that explain how to properly dress an animal before transporting it, uh, can be found at the TWRA website at tnwildlife.org. That's tnwildlife.org. So there you go. That's the press release. Um, basically what many people in the state have dreaded uh, appears to have happened. Uh, at this point, it's preliminary. Um, but I think it's highly unlikely that it won't come back as at least one of those is positive. But, you know, it could. Don't know. When Not it, speculating here. When I got it, information about this, um, my first thought was, well, I can't say what my first thought. You saw my first thought on this. Uh, I used a expletive, but um, <laughs> it was, honestly, it was probably a matter of time between the border states that we have. Deer don't obey state lines, um, and sometimes people don't either in transporting their uh, deer. But I think that TWA was ahead of the curve and has a plan in place. Uh, they've got a mitigation group together. They're aw- they're aware of it. They were ready for it. If it is here, I'm glad to know TWA has been working on this for years and not playing catch up. Yeah, and 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 that's a good point, Rob. Um, when when I became a commissioner, um, David Watson, he, he and I sat down and talked. The guy uh, I was taking his place. And one of the things he handed me then, and this would have been in May of, what year is this, 18? Mm-hmm. So May of last year? Yeah, 17. Um, he handed me the this notebook on CWD, and he said, you need to read this uh, and get up to speed on it. And uh, I did then, and I probably need to get more back up to speed on it now. Um, but they do have a plan. They've had a plan uh, in place. And... Um, and just so people out there don't think I had some like great advantage of, of knowledge, uh, I got a text yesterday, um, I don't know, 1215 or maybe 1245, something like that. And said, we're going to do a conference call. Uh, basically it said, uh, CWD has been detected in Tennessee. We got a conference call scheduled at 2 PM and, um, they started the, the meeting with, we're in acting our uh, CWD response plan, period. Or actually, that was in the text. We're we're activating. So they had a plan. They've been working on this. It's not like it's a uh, uh, a surprise. Uh, it's something that no one wanted, uh, but it's here and it's right now in two counties. Um, and and I and 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 I've got to get I've got to get geared up on back up on the plan. But I mean. Yes and no, I do. I mean, it's not like I'm out there yeah. doing anything. Right. Um, other than helping educate people. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of things. Uh, you know, something I didn't realize was um, the CWD zone is the, I think, the furthest point inside the state where a uh, a deer has been discovered plus 25 miles. So they kind of make a 25-mile, and it just keeps expanding as it has to. 
but there's a there's a there's a thing in, in place and they're they're working at it you know we made some changes this year to eliminate the um um importation of the bones and stuff of deer taken outside uh, there has been in place for years uh no implementation or no in importation from uh, a cw positive state this year we just said no we're going to say no importation period uh of the bones you got to debone the animal to bring it in and all that and and we were trying to um uh, to to you know trying like hell to keep this out of tennessee uh, and, and it's it's been interesting to read some of the comments on Facebook and stuff about it, uh, which it's uh, somebody somebody said, you know, now's the time for everybody to get educated on it. Number one, it's been around since the 60s. It's not yeah, like it's, it's I was brand look, new. I was looking for that. There's, there's a good piece of information about here. It started out west with mule deer. And it's been around since the 60s. 67, I think, was the first known case of it. And I may be off on my date, but I know it was in the 60s. I'm looking for that information. Give me just a few minutes. But, um, so it's, and in, in, in one of the things that, that Director Carter pointed out was uh, every state that has been tested positive for CWD has sustainable deer herds. It's not like it's going to come in and wipe out the herd. Uh, and, and one of the things I kind of, right now, think about it, it's the further, not the two furthest west counties, but they're close. Um, but now every, every deer we see in East Tennessee that's got EHD, which we had a bad case of a couple of years ago, and we've got some now. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's, it's CWD is here too. No, no, no. You know, it's not a panic situation. Uh, and I remember talking to Richard about this, um, uh, Richard Sims, who who put out the the press release last night, sometime, uh, I remember talking to him about this. Um, gosh, almost a year ago, and he said, "We know it's going to get here. Is it going to really affect your lives? Yeah, it will change a lot of things, uh, but it's not like it's this massive, you know, black plague of death that's getting ready to." run across right. say, but reading the reactions on facebook have been interesting and and i'm not i'm not getting in and engaging because i'm i'm not going to get into that because everybody on facebook is an expert so i'm not i'm not going there um and and i remember and i remember when we had something we passed and i was just amazed how many people um just thought that the the commission was the stupidest people on earth and i and i finally said to somebody i said do you not think that maybe we had a little bit of information that you don't have? Maybe. Could be. Possibly. You know, when we've got how many biologists feeding us information right there in the room? You know, so it's, but anyway. So everybody's an expert, but I, I was watching the reaction. And you know what the number one reaction I saw that just surprised me? What's that? Well, do you think they'll remove the damn import restrictions now? I'm like, really? That's your first thought? The one, the one I saw, I saw, I forget where I saw it. I'll be honest. Somebody who obviously is not a hunter weighed in, but you know, again, they're an expert. Yeah. Well, they're going to have to call all the deer in Tennessee now. Right. W- wait, what? You, there's no way you could call all the deer. How do you call? How do you call an entire herd? It, I mean, it's stupid. I mean, you can't get rid of an entire species. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Well, they're sneaky too. They just don't. I mean, now some of them are stupid and run in front of cars. Don't get me wrong, but others are a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, there's no way you can wipe out and say, "Well, we got to stop the disease." I got it. We'll just kill off the species. Yeah, it's it's amazing how how people um, really people react, uh, and, and so I. A purpose of me bringing it up was is it is the elephant in the room that uh, is out there. So it's it's out there and happy to take your calls two six seven one zero two three about it. Uh, or if you're just not that you know you know I don't know how you're going to react. We've been planning for it um, and doing things trying to keep it out. We're all disappointed that it's here. If it's here, if it's here again, I keep saying if. Mm-hmm. Uh, but scientifically, I'd say the odds are against us getting ten false positives. Correct. So I, it just it's just a matter of, of time. Uh, and 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 actually, I kind of had the same feeling last week when uh, we got an email that said, you know, they just found a hunter harvested CWD thirteen miles from the state line, um, and the buffer zone is twenty five miles, so you you can do the math. Yeah. You know, deer move around. And, uh, and so it is, it is, it's kind of a shame, but going back to the people posting the comments on, um, on, on, on Facebook, it's, you know, the, what I have learned about this stuff, um, being the, the, uh, CWD, it's a prion, very similar to, uh, the mad cow concept that we all saw years ago. Other than it doesn't, it there's no known case of it transmitting to mammals through consumption. Um, but they are encouraging you not to eat a, a, a known CWD deer, and I don't know that I would. I wouldn't take a chance. Um, but the what we learned in last year when we were putting in the import restrictions and stuff, if you bring a bone in, uh, so we, we bring in our, our deer from, you know. Arkansas, bring it to our processor over at Don's. He processes it for us. Um, and then uh, he puts it out, the bones and the carcass and all that stuff. Well, the, the prions exist in, in all that. So they throw it into the into the ground. It leaches out into the ground. Boom. The next deer comes along and eats some grass that's grown up through this. And basically, that's how it spreads. You know, now... I say all that because Don uses the the sanitational uh, landfill of the city where he's at. So it wasn't the Dons that concerned us. What concerned us was, was uh, everybody that processes their own, everybody that goes to someone who doesn't, uh, you know, outside the city limits, who doesn't put it in a lined uh, landfill and caps and all that stuff. So you have all these things. And basically my big fear was not, uh, you know, when we put in restrictions where they couldn't take them is, you know, you bring a deer in and, and the processor says, no, I can't do that because it's not deboned. Well, he takes it home and does it himself and throws it in the uh, in the backyard. Right. Now you got and, and so it's 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 a very complicated process and, and, and issue. Yeah, it is just very issue complicated. I was explaining it to my wife and she was asking me a lot of the questions about. Uh, CWD, and I said, think about it like whirling disease. I said, you know, yeah. it, it's it's similar, it's fatal, 
but it's easily transmitted. Yeah. And she goes, oh, okay. So she understands that concept. But. Give us a call. 423-267-1023-267-1023. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. I don't know. <laughs> I think you just got on Santa's bad list. Oh, I've been naughty for years. Yeah, Santa likes snakes. Hey, Santa loves Santa loves children. Santa loves possums. Santa loves ferrets. Santa loves snakes. You can go out and see Santa Claus today from 2 to 4 at Sports' Warehouse and get your picture <laughs> taken with Santa. He loves children especially. Bring your boa constrictor with you. Sure, why not? Yeah, I don't know who is helping Santa out at Sportsman's Warehouse. <laughs> I, I hope they're not well-armed. <laughs> well, they probably are if they work at Sportsman's Warehouse. I'm sure they are. <laughs> yeah. Snakes. Bring your snake. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. All right. Mr. Button Pusher. Yeah, that's me. Aren't you from one of those areas that we talked about? I am from Hardeman County, yeah. Which is where? Uh, it's actually the third most western county southwestern county so uh so you got um, shelby, shelby Fayette, and then Parliament. okay yep um so that's where i'm from <laughs> have you talked i mean hey are you because you guys own a, a hunting lodge right yeah we actually own a um a hunting resort yeah. so uh it's an outdoor resort and has a lot of hunting and stuff sure. uh, and that's a kind of a big aspect of our resort is the hunting uh club with us so like the whole um cw D, yes, CWD uh, is actually kind of a big deal because people who normally come from Shelby County to hunt right. may stay in Shelby if they hear that, you right. know, Hardman has an infestation of yeah. CWD. So, 
I can see people shooting deer down on Poplar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you joke about it, but Shelby Farms, like, north Oh, no, I fished Shelby. Yeah. I, I, lived, I taught in Memphis for several years. Yeah, I'm, you were telling me that. I, right. I, I know a lot about Shelby County. I'm just ha- that's why I said I just can't see deer down on Poplar and, you know. We'll let you grab the phone, yes, Taylor, sir. and then we'll come back uh, to some other stuff. But, uh, yeah, no, and, and the economy, the, I mean, and this is one of the things, oh, yeah. you know, the um, the economic impact of hunting in Tennessee is billions of dollars a year. And so, you know, this is something, it's, again, it's it's all, and, and people don't quite grasp this when when I get into conversations. And it's like, it's not just about one little sliver of the aspect of the outdoors. You have all of these aspects that we have to think about, the, the economic aspect, um, the, the animal health aspect. So you've got all these things that we deal with on a regular basis. Uh, and this, this is just something that, um, that is just like, uh, you know, his family's resort could have an economic impact if this becomes more widespread. And there's no, I'm, again, not saying that it's going to. Um, but, you know, the containment, and that's the plan. I was just reading some, some information I had. They began working on this in 2002. TWRA did. That's how far ahead of the game they've been. I'm glad they were. They did. And um, I, when TWRA does something stupid, I, I call them out on it. Right. But when they do something, this was very proactive. Well done, TWRA. So they started, they've tested almost 13,000 deer and elk since 2002. Um, and this, like I said, this just came up. So let's talk to John. Hey, John. Hey, Tony. Hey, Rob. How are y'all today? Good. Doing well. How about you? Good. I just wanted to call and wish you all a Merry Christmas and hope that um, you guys have a very prosperous 2019. And thank you for everything you do for the people that love the great outdoors. Well, you know, thank you for helping us stay on the air so we can do that, John. This would be John Beatty of Beatty Fertilizer. Uh, uh, you guys are worth it. Uh, I appreciate that. Well, at least one of us is. One of us is, yeah. So the audience can give the debate of who's worth it up <laughs> to the audience. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I, I hope you and your family all have a, uh, uh, a a wonderful holiday season, and all the all the people, including Buster at uh, at Baby Fertilizer up there in Cleveland. Buster's big enough to be a person. Who are you kidding? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Santa would like seeing him come to sit in his lap. And <laughs> oh, I, I like that it, would be I funny. I like to say, Rob, is if I was Santa and you would encourage somebody to bring snakes, <laughs> there would not be a Santa at the chair by the time the snake got up there. <laughs> <sighs> but, yeah, I just hadn't talked to you guys in a while and just, just want to like- call and hope you all family and have a great holiday season and just say thanks for everything you do. Thank, Thank you, John. You. Thank you so much, John. All right. Talk to See, you guys later. See you. Right. Bye. I agree with him. Encouraging snakes is not a good I idea. I didn't. I I said if you got one, bring it. Think of it as like green garland, or like kind of a maybe depending on the snake color, maybe like a a pretty garland that that you could wrap around Santa. You know, garlands aren't uh, slimy and slithery. Snakes aren't slimy. They're slithery, but they're not slimy. They're they got that stuff on them that I don't like, so. You mean snakeskin? Well, no, like, some of them are slimy. Like, they have that, like, stuff on them. Like, it's, like, liquidish. You ever picked up a wet snake? <laughs> Come on. 
No. I was about to. Never mind. <laughs> no. I'm gonna let this one go. But no, <laughs> that stuff. Actually, yes, I have. I have moved wet snakes, uh, specifically the darn banded water snakes that always swim around us when we're fishing. I've shooed a few of those little things away. Okay. I I have intentionally never picked up a snake on purpose. I didn't pick it up. I shooed it. The only the only snake I have ever picked up on purpose was the snake uh, that they fed us at Bayside Baptist. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to talk about the one that comes out of the peanut can. You'd pick that one up? No, I'm talking about the, <laughs> the one that was in, in the pot. Oh, okay. Brought in from another state, so nobody gets... I'm not encouraging... It's against the law to kill snakes in Tennessee. We've just, it is. We've covered that before. So, uh, now... That's probably one of the most violated laws, second only to speeding. <laughs> probably. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, actually, um, there are several states where uh, you can get rattlesnake to eat. Speaking of eating, I got some uh, dirty hippie news if you want it. <laughs> I, can, I can dovetail this in real quick. Okay. Los Angeles residents may be eating more tofu with their entertainment, a proposed city law would require movie theaters, sports stadiums, the Los Angeles Zoo, Los Angeles International Airport restaurants, and other large-scale entertainment venues to sell at least one vegan option. Mm. Now, now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. They want everybody to go vegan. They can serve vegan dogs easily. They want everybody to have a strictly plant-based diet especially in New York, which has a resolution to avoid animal products in the month of veganary. Is that February? Yes. Okay. They're calling it veganary. This is the same stupid state that um, limits the amount of the size of your Coca-Cola. Correct. That charge almost $8 a pack for cigarettes. Correct. Or maybe it's 10 New York. I, don't, I don't smoke anymore, so I don't care. But yeah, um, wow. LA's LA wants the tofu, and New York has several. You know, wants you to go totally vegan because you know that's that's where we need to be. You know, I tell you what, I'll do. I'll take my veganism like I will my gun control. Uh, no. Oh, I can actually tie this one in too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, as soon as I find it here, uh, New York. You're talking about gun control and New York. Okay. Uh, New York Senate bill would require $1 million liability insurance policies for gun owners. Andrew hmm. Cuomo has decided with state Senate bill S2857A that it would mandate gun owners secure a $1 million liability policy if they have guns. Wow. Wow. Well, we can't take them away, so let's limit the ammo in New York. You can only buy so much, right. and it has to be from a certain person. Well, that didn't work. Why don't we try, hey, make them get an insurance policy, and if they don't have the insurance policy, they're violation of the law, and we can take their guns away. Here's fake news right there. Injury and death by gun has, incre- has increasingly become a problem in the U.S. No, it's not. It's not. It, it is a problem. I'm not saying it's not, but it is nowhere near the problem as the idiots that kill people texting and driving. Nope. It's nowhere near the problem of people that drink and drive. Nope. It's nowhere near the problem of people that 
um, die from drug overdoses. Nope. And of the 40,000 plus gun deaths a year, over half of them are suicide. Mm-hmm. Which I'm going to do with a gun, with pills, sitting in my car, in my garage, a lot of ways. Okay. So, good Lord. Here's the, here's the, let me go ahead and read the law. Any person in this state, being New York, who shall own a firearm prior to such ownership, obtain and continuously maintain a policy of liability insurance in an amount not less than $1 million, specifically covering any damages resulting from any negligent or willful acts involving the use of such firearm while it is owned by such a person. Failure to maintain insurance shall result in the immediate revocation of the owner's registration, license, and any other privilege to own a firearm. You can't do that. That's constitutional. I'm not a lawyer, and I haven't stayed in the Holiday Inn Express in a while. But I don't think you can do that. I think the Second Amendment kind of uh, negates that whole argument. But somebody's going to have to be a test case up there in New York. Yeah, that's true, and that's part of the problem. And if you want to hear more on this subject, I'm going to be hosting the 10 to 12 hour on the 26th and 27th. And I'm seriously considering doing, it won't be a Tony Sanders Outdoors in the, in the middle of the day. It's going to be a rip off the, the Band-Aid. And, and I'm seriously considering, let's do some gun talk. So, that's coming up on the 26th of December, right here on these airways from 10 till 12. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a hard right. Sounds like a plan. All right, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders outdoors. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means: grilling and barbecue. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 648 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com and be sure to like them on Facebook. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors for all you duck hunters. And crane hunters. And crane hunters. Yeah. So if they don't go quack, quack, they kind of go. I don't think it sounds that bad. It does. It sounds like something evil. I mean, just. 
like shooting pterodactyls. Uh, it's the closest thing we'll ever have to shooting pterodactyls. <laughs> and I, I can assure you, if one of those birds is falling out of the sky at you, do not let it hit you. No. Second thing, as, as Rob can attest to. <laughs> yeah. Make sure they're dead. Once it's down, make sure it's down. Uh, they have about a an eight inch spear on the front of their face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the one you shot that one year was still a lot. You shot it; it fell out of the sky, impaled itself on a branch. The branch went right through the thing, broke off, broke off, and it was still running around. They're tough critters. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but of course, I guess when you shoot them at like what would you say, like a foot? Or like point blank, they're going to have black powder residue on them. When you decoy them in, I guess that'll be a little bit. Yeah, you know. it's it's completely different. <laughs> uh, but now I have to admit, the one that you killed that year that pinballed into the ground and you started going <laughs> after it, and I'm like, no, you don't ever go after a wounded animal without yep. a gun. <laughs> so you grabbed your gun and went in. and you get in there, <laughs> that thing stands up on one leg and is not exactly happy that he'd been shot and brought down. and. Mm-hmm. And then Plinko down between like a whole bunch of hardies. They're like ding, 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 ding. And he's sitting on the ground, stabbing at you. Yeah. And I'm rolling on the ground like shooting, shooting. Oh, he, he, he went the way of the pterodactyl at that point. I'll tell you that. But uh, yeah, they are hardy animals. So, um, I saw this story. I call BS. You call BS. I call BS. Okay, Tony calls BS. BS. All right. Now, what's the term? When I first started hunting, there we had uh, and and here's another good thing. Let me say this about the TWA. I like what they did with the doe days. Okay, it's two doe this area, four yeah. doe this area. There's no because when we were when I first started hunting, you had to look. Okay, is this a doe weekend in these counties and figure all this out? Right. And then one, we were going out hunting, and you said, okay, if it's brown, it's down. Right. Didn't matter if it had horns. Didn't matter if it did have horns. Didn't matter if it's brown, it's down. Well, apparently this guy followed this advice. Uh, Jordan Cinderick, 23, was hunting near Modrak Lake in New Swicky Township on December 10th. 20- what, what state are we in? Uh, I'm thinking Oregon because it's coming from the Beaver County Times. Maybe New York. I'm not sure here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Note to self. Note Figure to- out where the hell we're talking about. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Uh, basically, he saw the deer of a lifetime. After spotting what he was sure was a trophy deer, he proceeded to shoot... Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And kill Beaver, the animal. Pennsylvania. Okay. Sorry. Now do your story. Okay. He saw this huge deer, trophy deer. He proceeded to shoot, killed the animal. Sadly, after that, Jordan realized uh, the reality of the situation because he had shot someone's horse. A horse. Okay. Mr. Ed, a horse. I have seen a lot of deer. Mm-hmm. I have seen elk in the wild. Mm-hmm. They don't look like a horse. The only thing that looks like a horse is a moose, and it's got these big, huge antlers coming out. It looks like a horse with antlers, but it's still got antlers. Even if it was an antlerless moose, it doesn't look like a horse. Not even remotely. No. I, just, I think it's... I'm sorry. I understand mistaken game. I get it. This is this is inexcusable. I hope he has to pay for the horse. The horse was valued at sixteen thousand dollars. 
and it will be accompanying him along with one felony kind of mischief, injuring livestock, unlawful hunting, and violation of rules and regulations while trespassing, no less. Okay, so he, he has he has a trifecta of stuff happening here. Yeah, he is the trifecta of idiots. Yeah. I, I'm just, like I said, I called BS when I saw this. There is no way, there is no way you can mistake a deer for a horse. A deer could walk under a horse. Oh, yeah. There is no way. I mean... A horse weighs 1,500 pounds or 1,200 pounds. A deer weighs 150. I mean, it's not even, it's, I just, BS. The guy should never hunt again. He's an idiot. I agree. And I think probably he did what a lot of hunters do and we teach them not to do in uh, hunter safety education class. He either saw movement or heard movement and fired in that direction. Which could have been a guy. Or mm-hmm. a lady, or mm-hmm. a kid. Could have been a lot of things. Happened to be a horse. I mean, gosh. I just I, I, I don't understand people's stupidity. And that is definitely stupid. I mean You've got it in idiots outside. He's oh, stupid yeah. outside. Well, yeah, that's definitely sure. I mean, like you said, there's there's not really any correlation between deer and horses. No. None. They don't look the same. The size is not even remotely the same. Nope. Uh, good. It's just, I mean, it's, it's just insane. So, good. I'm glad he got busted. Idiot. Yeah. All right. We're done with this segment. Believe it or not, we're coming back to wrap up the show. Today has flown by. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Wrapping up this second hour on a wet Saturday morning. Only got a few minutes left here. Hopefully everybody's going to be enjoying the weekend, heading out to the woods of the water, hopefully. Hope you got your Christmas shopping done. And if you haven't, you need to head on over to Sportsman's Warehouse because you can find everything you need over there for your sportsman in your life or sportswomen or sportsperson. 
my uh, my team went and picked me up a ammo box from Sportsman's Warehouse, and they gave me a really great gift. What was that? A Hillary Clinton chia pet. <laughs> Ch-ch-ch-chia. Yeah. <laughs> they know you, don't they? They do. They do. <laughs> um, the The funny part is, is most all of them expect me to destroy it after it grows out mm-hmm. with with something that goes boom and explodes. Dust the ammo box. Now I can't say that because I'm afraid that the Secret Service will come out here and yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying what they said, not what I said. I think effigy is covered under First Amendment, if I'm not mistaken. Is it? Yeah. Uh, effigy, I believe, is covered under First Amendment. Okay. I think. Okay. I don't want to be the test case, but I think. Good. Good. Anyway. Uh, just another uh, real quick thing. Let me find it here. Uh, TWA and is also doing some. We talked about the winter stocking at Lake Junior, but if you want to get up into the mountains and see some really pretty uh, uh, scenery up there, the Teleco stocking has commenced, and they have done a lot of really great things up there as soon as I find it. Sorry about this. Uh, let's see here. It's funny to watch you kind of yeah, trying to stall. and Yeah, the, the Teleco River is fishing really great right now. Uh, the water levels have been increasing, even though uh, we've even gotten more rain since this last report. But it it's clear to high, but with this latest rain, it may be, be getting a little... The water's clear? How can it be clear? It's a mountain stream, so it clears out rather quickly. Gotcha, okay. Um, grieve, grieve. Even with arc proportion flooding? Yeah. Green Cove Pond was stocked, and there are some really great trout averaging just under a pound, but they also let a few Teleco trophies loose out there, too. So you could be a pound, could be two or three pounds. You never know. And uh, if you're going to head up to Green Cove Pond, you need to be a ute or have a handicap license in some way, form, or fashion. It's over 65, too. Over 65, too. Seniors. Seniors, too, as well. So, uh the Teleco trophies are ready to be caught up there, so head on up to the Teleco. North River's doing well. Green Cove Pond is doing well also. And I haven't heard much about Chickamauga other than uh, the bass are doing okay. The largemouth are all right. They're going shallow. And I've heard... They're going shallow? They're, they're in the... They're kind of in the shallower areas. Gotcha. So... Which you can't find on the lake right now because... It's flooded. Yeah, pretty much. So, so have you started any uh, any stream fishing? Uh, no, not yet. I haven't started any stream fishing. The stream I, I've been driving around looking and uh, scouting for next year to do some warm water fishing. And there's a few areas that I've noticed that now have water in them that didn't over the summer. So I'm trying to gauge where I need to go um, on certain creeks because depending on obviously the weather conditions. So, cool. All right, we got about a, about thirty seconds, forty five seconds. Anything else? What? Check your life jackets. There you go. Check your life jackets. Make sure they're in operational order. Yeah. Wear your life jacket. If you have a snake, go see Santa Claus today at Sportsman's Warehouse. Yep, two to four. Santa loves animals, all animals, including snakes and ferrets and possums and 
Raccoons. Raccoons. Even the rabbit gun. He likes lions, tigers, I think and bears. He, I think they're kind of preferring dogs and cats, but I may be wrong. Maybe. All right. Thanks, man, for pushing our buttons. Appreciate it. Hope, you, hope you're happy with Rob's food. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll see you next week. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.